Do you know what I have done for you? I am um, sure that you uh, were equally as disturbed over these last weeks uh, uh, violence against many of our Asian Pacific Islander brothers and sisters. But the one that took me by, by real horror was the latest one that was in New York. And I'm not sure if you saw the video, but uh, it was captured on a security camera inside a store. And it showed this Filipino woman walking down in front of the store, and then a man comes up and hits her with his feet and knocks her to the ground. And when she's on the ground, he kicks her and kicks her and then stamps her head. Like... It's shocking to watch. And then comes back, turns away, and comes back and kicks and stomps her head another time. But if that wasn't most disturbing to me, that wasn't what was most disturbing to me. What was most disturbing to me was the camera caught the security guard on the inside, looking out, not even flinching, not even looking to move one inch towards it. And then the store manager comes and closes the door. A glass door. So you see right out this woman who has had her head stomped on and beaten, and they close the door. It's not what, not only what they did, or this person did, whoever this person was, it's what these other people failed to do that was most shocking. Um, you know, I, I know there's a temptation to not get involved because we are afraid that we might get sucked into the violence and they, then they turn on us and they might have a weapon. I get it. So to protect our humanity, sometimes we do nothing. But at what point do we lose our humanity by doing nothing? The very thing we claim to protect, we lose because we become... We become not even human. I mean, if somebody did that to a dog, we would immediately reach in and tell them to stop. It is truly, truly shocking. In today's gospel, and Jesus um, really turns the tables on his disciples. They were just getting into the comfort zone. They were just getting into the position where they now were understanding that he was the Messiah. They were, they were expecting him to kind of, sh he were in Jerusalem now to show his strength. We're going to be with you to the end. And he does something that's outrageous to them. He washes their feet. Now, just so you understand the context of washing feet, I know we do this every year, but the context of washing feet was that, I mean, bear in mind, it, 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 you know, we might think our feet now are a little bit gr grungy with, with socks and, and we might have gone out for a run or something, our feet are a little dirty. No, uh, nothing compared to what they would have had. They were walking around in sandals on dirt roads. So wherever they walked, their feet would have been caked with, with clay. And so the idea of washing their feet, because remember, as they lay down at the table, they were lying at the table, not sitting like chairs that we have, but they would be lying at the table, so their feet would have to be, well, right next to each other. So the idea with cleaning their feet was to keep everyone sort of, well, healthy at the meal. 
But here's the thing about it. Because it was such a dirty job, it was the, the servant, the lowest servant on the totem pole would do the work. So it wasn't just a servant's role. It was the lowest servant's role. And then they would just simply wash the feet. And Jesus takes this role and then he shows it that this is what he wants to do. Well, Peter is having none of this. Peter is frustrated. And he goes, look, you're my master and my king. You're not going to do this to me. You, you can't do this. You're, our, you're the Messiah. I mean, you can see him outraged. And he gets the tables turned on. And then Peter, you know, in his typical blustery self, oh, not just my hand, not just my feet, then my hands and my head too. He goes overboard to compensate for his, his impulsive response. Um, but the Lord has given us a model to follow, that we should care for one another, that we should wash each other's feet. We should do the lowliest of things for one another. We need to, if you would, step into our humanity and recognize the humanity of each other. So what does it mean for us today when we're like separated by distance? And how does this connect with our world in which we seem to have so much uh, violence, so much hatred, so much... What, what are we to do? Well, I do think we need to find our voice. I do think that we need to be willing to stand up for our Asian Pacific Islander brothers or sisters or black or anyone who gets their humanity stomped on. I think we need to use our voice and be willing to, to have our voice be heard and say that is not right. That is not right. And we need to use our body and, and go to people and not leave them on the street. But I also think there are people in our own homes in our own families that we also need to reach out to. I think that uh, there are those who are suffering that they may not be kicked, but they may be down. They may be uh, depressed, and, and they may need our, our, our helping hand. But what's going to require of us to do is to pause and see who are those people in our lives. Uh, they may be closer to us than we think. We need to, to look at what can we do inside our own, if you would, bubbles right now and serve. Um, and we need to allow those who are trying to serve us to serve us. I think one of the hardest things, and we do this every year, is washing the feet. We're not going to be able to do it this year, and it's a heartbreak. I get that. But one of the hardest things to do is to allow somebody else to wash your feet. It's easier to wash somebody else's feet. It's harder to let your feet be washed. Because you become very aware of your, your vulnerability and maybe your toes aren't all shaped the same and they aren't got all, you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? You get, you've, you've done this before. It gets a little weird because you go like, oh, I didn't know my toes were like that. Um, so I, I, my point is that we've got to reach out to each other in our awkwardness, in our, in our own weirdness. Like, like for children who are here... Is there something that you can do for your mother and your father that they've been doing in all, all this whole year? Can you, can you do the lowliest job? And I don't mean just taking out the trash. I, I mean cleaning the toilet. I mean doing something that you would never dream of doing. Is there, is there something that you can do to express your willingness to serve? And those of us who have elderly adult, elderly parents who are in need uh, you know how hard it is for them, how this time of isolation has been brutal. And what can we do for them? 
Can we go and spend some time with them? Can we be a servant to them? Whatever way it is today, it is not meant to be comfortable. So if you think of something that's, oh, oh, I'll just do that, then you haven't thought hard enough. It, it isn't meant to be comfortable. To step up and speak out for somebody who is getting torn down does not feel comfortable or safe. If we have to do something for somebody in our family and it's comfortable, then we just have not gone far enough. Today, the Lord challenges what it means to serve. It's to get down on our hands and our knees and to wash another person's feet, to love them the way Christ has loved us. Do we realize, do we realize what he has done for us? He who is our servant, he who is our master and our Messiah and our teacher has showed us a different way. Let us do what he has done for us and love one another.